Hi, my name is Apurva and welcome to my podcast Mommy Hughes. In this podcast, I bring to you a lot of tips and tricks, hacks, experiences, raw and real stories and expert talks on various subjects to help make your parenting journey fun and fulfilling. In this episode, I introduce Captain Ritu Kumar Singh. Ritu Kumar Singh is an ex-army officer, mom of two, and a pre and postal natal exercise specialist. India's first tuplet technique trained diastasis recti rehab specialist, founder of India's only pre and post natal friendly platform for weight loss and fitness, Fit Moms Fitter Homes. Ritu, with her own journey of healing from a six finger diastasis and dealing with hundreds of women facing issues like pelvic floor prolapses and diastasis recti. She creates more awareness and provides researched material over pre and postnatal nutrition and exercise regime. In this episode, we talk about what is diastasis recti, how to self-check, does it happen to every woman postpartum, what are the exercises one should avoid, how to rectify it, and so much more. Ritu, welcome to Mommy Hughes podcast. I am so grateful to have you on the show today. Thank you, Puva. It's a pleasure to be here with you, talking to you about a very important topic called diastasis recti, which is very close to my heart as I suffered from it and I had my own journey of recovering and now making maybe creating an awareness around it to all the women out there. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I am super thrilled to start this episode with you, you know, because so many people are going to benefit from this and... Yeah. And so let's jump into today's topic. All right. Everything you need to know about diastasis recti right here with Captain Ritu by your side guiding you. So let's start. Diastasis recti is something that not many people are aware of, right? But this is something that is very, very important to know. Like a lot of us don't even know whether we have it or we don't have it. And how do we lead a good, healthy lifestyle in case we do have it? So, um, can you please throw some light on what exactly is diastasis recti and how does it happen? Does it happen only to women or like just explain about the whole thing? So uh, see, we do not, we don't need to be scared of the term diastasis recti. There is nothing to be scared of because uh, diastasis recti is a uh, body's natural response, especially in pregnancy. So we have three major muscles in our abdomen, the rectus abdominis, uh, the internal external obliques and the transverse abdominis. So the six-pack abs, which you see, the superficial outermost layer muscle, it is this uh, rectus abdominis, okay? So any kind of an excessive intra-abdominal pressure on the connective tissue joining with these muscles can stretch it, okay? And then automatically these muscles start separating. Mm -hmm. So the reason for getting diastasis or let's say the separation of these muscles, which may uh, make your tummy look like you're already pregnant or may create a, uh, you know, an alien-like pooch or a dome-looking belly, uh, can it can happen because of any kind of an excessive intra-abdominal pressure. So now excessive intra-abdominal pressure, one of the major causes of it is pregnancy. Of course, it's a natural way, okay? The baby is growing, the baby's weight is growing. So definitely an excessive pressure starts increasing in the tummy. Like just imagine a balloon. You're filling air in it, right? It's expanding, but it can hold on to that air up to a limit. If we keep filling the air too much, that will explode. The balloon will explode. The same happens to our muscles. It can hold up to a level of, uh, you know, let's say uh, pressure from inside and that pressure becomes too high or becomes increased. Of course, our muscles will separate as well. And there could be a muscle tear or a, con- a strain on the connective tissue. That's what actually happens in diastasis. So pregnancy is one of the natural cause of it. And 100% of the women 
get diastasis recti, it's because it's a natural way to accommodate a growing baby in your belly by stretching the muscles. And in yeah. most cases, it heals naturally. Now, some other causes of having diastasis recti is uh, having, uh, you know, an, an extra abdominal pressure being caused by heavy weight lifting done incorrectly or maybe doing wrong exercises or maybe by someone uh, who has uh, undergone a surgery wherein some air were filled inside their tummy. People who are very obese, they have a high fat percentage. People having continuous bloating, any gut health issues which keep their tummy bloated putting more pressure from inside in their abdomen. Then there is, um, there is it can happen, like I told you already, uh, by incorrect exercises, like maybe uh, you're regularly doing crunches and sit-ups or exercises, you're overtraining your core. Basically, that can also cause uh, diastasis recti. So diastasis can happen to anyone. Actually, all of us are born with diastasis, if I say originally. So really? Every, yeah. So every child, every newborn, if you must have seen already their belly buttons are a little disoriented and a little pointed out. Yeah. So we are naturally born with some amount of separation between our muscles and the connective tissue between that muscle strengthens with age. So mostly if you see the belly shapes of a child changes after they're like five to six years. Yeah, the and pot belly kind of. They have a pot pattern. belly kind yeah, of. Yeah. So we all are born with the diastasis in a term like we all are born with separated muscles and with proper training and everything that heals. So even when, you know, some a little child has a protruding belly like that, most mm-hmm. of the common doctor, they advise, tell him to, you know, run more, get them into more activity so that their abdominal muscles and their core strengthens and the muscles get together. And for most of us, it gets together. But for some children also, these muscles do not come together. So I also like being a Tupler Technique trained licensee in India. I also, you know, train these young kids as well. There is a program called Belly Boogie wherein I, I also train kids heal their diastasis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so now uh, even men can have it due to all the reasons which I just told you. Mm. Excessive intra-abdominal pressure, even chronic coughing and sneezing can cause intra-abdominal pressure. Like oh, because so much pressure is put while yeah, yeah, because yeah. when we cough, even our abdominal muscles are continuous moving forward and backwards. Okay. Yeah. So there is chronic coughing and continuously it's happening even when constipation, when you're constipated, you're mm. continuously exerting and that exertion is also pushing your muscles forward. So that can also, somebody who has a con- chronic constipation, they can even develop uh, diastasis recti. Okay, so men can have it, females can have it due to natural reasons like pregnancy and even children can have it. Uh, so uh, it's basically anybody can have it due to various reasons. So the mm. only management of this is maintaining the pressure in your abdomen like the example i gave of, of a balloon okay mm. the balloon can hold up to an amount of air only and if you keep increasing the pressure it will burst so if there is mm. any kind of an extra intra abdominal pressure that will lead to diastasis recti okay so are there any symptoms like anything that can indicate that we might have dr all right so see not all drs are painful you know, there are some cases wherein they, they won't even know that I have diastasis. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in, in most of the cases, the diastasis uh, uh, like heals naturally after pregnancy. If there are other reasons for having diastasis, some may have any pain associated, some may not have associated pains. But definitely when a muscle which is naturally supposed to be uh, joined by a thick layer of a connective tissue naturally, mm-hmm. and when that connective tissue thins, and the mm-hmm. muscle separates. Definitely, uh, it will lead to a weaker core. And if you have a weak core, you may have associated back pains or other, uh, you know, our body becomes kinetically dysfunction because our core is yeah. not functioning well. So it will seek support of other associated muscles. 
right maybe slouching and improper sitting posture also might be an indication would that uh it it is a cause of diastasis recti cause okay. okay definitely even when you have a weak core you may not be able to hold yourself straight and then you may also slump okay, okay. but okay. in most of the cases when you slouch your core is pressing down okay it's hmm. pressing together so it may lead to pressure on the core okay so hmm. the one of the major symptoms of let's say of having diastasis is that you're having back pain all right hmm. you are having any other body pains which indicates that your core is weak there could be some separation in your muscle definitely there is a coning there okay mm-hmm. not sure no coning is not in all cases there is a coning what is that coning is like when you crunch you can see a dome like structure happening in your abdomen you will see something okay. bulging out that's okay. the thinning of the connective tissue the organs pushes through it so that makes a bulge okay, okay. Mm-hmm. like a doming or coning of your belly your belly button might get disoriented here and there it may push mm-hmm. out due to the thinning of the connective tissue and the organs pushing out of that connective tissue oh it pops out sometimes so it might be because of yeah so in all in some cases it could be umbilical hernia as well so if okay. the diastasis is not corrected we do not focus on our core strength we do not focus on uh, you know maybe uh, strengthening our connective tissue there are chances that the connective tissue with the regular press pressure happening inside which is excessive mm-hmm. may tear once it tears it's like an umbilical hernia okay. so there's no momentum fat may pop out of it then there's some in some cases the intestines entangle in that space so then that can only be cured by surgery yeah and in some cases women who have a protruding belly which is not going in in spite of they have done everything Hmm. that's an indication that they might be having a separation of abdominal muscle oh there the are i have seen some people who are actually thin but their stomach only that portion is portion is out yeah yeah so that so might be because of uh, diastasis recti that could be one of the reason for their protruding belly diastasis and it could be painful or not painful yes it it, it may not be painful at all but still they need to get it rectified right yeah because because a non corrected diastasis can lead to a hernia because connective mm-hmm. tissue can hold on for a some time if you continue giving pressure pressure to it over a long duration of time it may tear and it became it may result to hernia and definitely who would like to have a protruding belly without no reason right <laughs> <laughs> and diastasis uh, there is one more uh, indication of diastasis if you are if you are constantly bloated if you are constantly constipated or if you have gut health issues okay mm-hmm. that that can also indicate that maybe you have diastasis because when you have separated muscles the gas gets trapped inside easily Okay, hmm. you might not be you able to digest your food easily. So if you're having constant, khana, you know there's people who eat food and their tummy bloats out abnormally. Okay, a hmm. little amount of tummy may come out, but abnormal bloating out, their belly button getting pushed out, that could be one of the reasons for having diastasis as well. Hmm. That might that is an indication of having diastasis. Okay, and how do we check? Like, is there any medical diagnosis, any tests that we can get, or do we self check? So there are two ways to ensure that whether you have diastasis or not. One is the finger method, and other is an abdominal scan. So finger okay. method is a simple way of checking it. You lie down on the ground with your feet closer to your hips, okay, and then you check for two things. You check one for the uh, strength of the connective tissue. That is how much the connective tissue between the separated muscles have stretched, okay. So okay. you use your one finger, insert it inside your belly button, and all throughout the line of the rectus abdominis above the belly button, below the belly button, okay. And you check how deep your finger is going in. 
in a relaxed position okay so the deeper your finger goes indicates that your weaker your connective tissue is okay oh. the more deep your finger goes the weaker your connective tissue is hmm. and uh, then we check the width of the connective tissue by putting our four to eight fingers inside a belly button horizontally and above it and below it and then uh, you lift your head up put it down feel the movement of the muscles coming closer and going back together and then in a relaxed position you measure how many fingers can fit in between those separated muscles if you are unable to locate it it's always uh, there are ways by mri scan also you can find out the strength of the connective tissue and also whether your muscles are separated or not okay uh, so is there any best time to do this like maybe not after food for sure right we cannot press uh, it it's it's uh, preferable to check it after food when the tummy is the largest yeah Okay. Why? Because you know, your when when you are having food inside, that would have pushed your muscles even more out. Okay, so hmm. when your tummy is at the largest, you might get an idea that how big the gap is. Okay. So I usually, uh, it's it's pref, it's it's a, it's preferable to check it when the tummy is at the largest point. Otherwise, you can even check in the empty stomach as well. Sure. So it's possible to self-check, right? Or do we need someone else to? We can we can self-check. We just need we just need to know that what we are checking. We must know that what muscle where is it located and how to check. Otherwise, anybody can check. Okay. I I these days because of COVID, all my clients are online only. So I hmm. make them check it on Zoom and they check it on their own on my instructions. So I keep guiding them verbally. Do this, do that. I demonstrate it to them how I am doing on myself. So they self. Hmm. So does it happen like only above the belly button? Like what is the range? Does it start like the pectus muscle is from up till down? It's from the bottom of the sternum till your pubic bone. It runs through a straight line. The six pack abs you must have seen. It runs mm-hmm. in a straight line, uh, okay, mm. from up to down. Yes. So the gap can exist up. The gap can exist on the belly button. The gap can exist down. So, so you have to check everywhere. Ha, yeah, you have to check everywhere. There are cases wherein the rectus abdominis is fully separated from up to down. So you need to make sure from check it from up to down. There are cases wherein the rectus abdominis is just, uh, you know, separated from above, but maybe it's together down. So you, mm. in any case, you have to check the whole rectus abdominis. You just can't check the belly button and just reach to a conclusion that nothing has happened. Mm. Right. Okay. So, um, what is the ideal finger gap, or which is the finger gap which is indicating normal condition, or when do we need to seek help? So clinically, uh, it is. Two finger or two point seven centimeters of a gap is considered to be not diastasis. Okay? okay, so anything above uh, more than this two finger gap or two point seven centimeters between the rectus abdominis is considered to be diastasis. However, with my practice, with my reading, with my approach, dealing with so many clients over these years, I've realized that you know uh, what matters the most is the strength of the connective tissue. Okay. okay, how strong is your connective tissue? So, if I have two cases wherein somebody has a very strong connective tissue and their finger is not going too deep, let's say it's like just one half or one knuckle of their finger is going in. Okay. So it's, it shows that their connective tissue is strong and their this their muscles are separated four fingers. Let's say, and I have another case wherein only two two point five fingers gap is there. However, hmm. their finger goes deeper inside, which shows that okay. the connective tissue is weaker. So, somebody whose finger is going deep inside. Hmm. that is somebody whose connective tissue is weaker is a more severe case than someone whose uh, connective tissue is stronger but has a wider gap hmm. okay hmm. so for, according to me what matters is strength of the connective tissue yeah. that's what matters and we should not be very finicky about just correcting the gap the g- muscles will never close okay so i have people coming up to me telling me i have one finger diastasis recti how to join your program so i always tell them that one finger is not diastasis recti hmm. you can naturally have this much gap because the connective tissue is also situated between those muscles that mm-hmm. will also take some space right 
Yeah. So, like you said, in pregnancy, every woman has diastasis recti, right? Yeah. But yeah. after delivery, like you know, a lot of people uh, wrap a sari or they tie a belt. Like during my postpartum, I used to wear a sari, like get it tied right from you know under my breast till my hips. So I had the sari wrapped around me. So, what do you think? Like, is that a good way, or is it putting any kind of a pressure that is not supposed to be? Now it depends on the way how you tie the sari. So the mm-hmm. way the the you know our forefathers and I those midwife tales of our country mm-hmm. are very very true because when they tell you that to tie a sari is the reason that your muscles are weak after all the stretching pulling which has happened during the nine months and after undergoing those labor pains and then you are you know you you're pushing through the baby out definitely that puts a lot of strain on your abdominal muscles right yeah so when these old ladies tell us to tie a uh, sari or wrap around mm-hmm. any cloth they're doing it for our betterment because the muscles are lax and loose and mm-hmm. now you need to support them strengthen them and uplift them so now but there is a way to tie them so you need to bind your tummy together you know you don't need to compress it okay so sari or any kind of a cloth or any kind of a belt needs to be tied in such a manner so that it binds the separated muscles together and uplifts the tummy up okay okay but if you tie it in a manner wherein it's compressing the tummy in and pushing all the pressure downwards on your pelvic floor which is not correct and it may lead to further other issues yeah okay. you know pelvic floor is already weak and you are pushing all the pressure down you're pushing all the pressure inside that's not helping your muscles at all that's maybe hmm. putting more trauma to them so you hmm. need to bind it and uplift it that's the right way to do it and most of the old ladies did it correctly i don't know how they're doing it right now okay and But also some people use a thin uh, like you know they roll it up and they tie it that is also not right right like you need to have yeah, they roll it Yeah. yeah that that leads to compression that compresses yeah. the tummy so uh, these days are many ladies coming up to me telling me that they followed all the traditional measures as told but they still got a diastasis so they mm-hmm. that could be because of only two reasons uh, first their postures were not maintained second even if they tied it they tied it incorrectly or they were not uh, they were not able to manage the extra pressure the mm-hmm. only way to come out of diastasis is managing that pressure reducing the extra pressure which is happening on your muscles and the muscles will heal on its own there mm-hmm. you need to avoid the pressure right we have a natural tendency our bodies heal on its own okay mm. see the nature has given women the right to give birth if you talk especially about pregnancy if diastasis happened because of any other reasons like wrong lifting doing wrong exercises that's that's entirely different okay so that needs to be taken care of in a different manner but if it happens because of pregnancy let's say okay mm. so in that case nature has has its own way of uh, you know working through it so yes. it produces that pressure now your body will heal on its own but you need to give time for it to heal i see women just jumping on to losing weight every mm-hmm. postpartum workout whether you have diastasis whether you don't have diastasis whether you have incontinence no incontinence must start with a core rehabilitation work for work first for the initial 1 to 6 months that's what six i think months okay yeah in most cases we may vary it may mm-hmm. vary but it should start with a core rehabilitation program because uh, even with a c section or even with a vaginal delivery when there is an exeotomy or there is a cut we lose connect with our body okay nerves are cut down so mm. our brain loses connect with our body so we need to reconnect with it again mm. we need to do breathing properly again most of the women after pregnancy due to a lot of pressure on their diaphragm they start doing epical breathing that is chest breathing so they need to start mm. breathing from their diaphragm again okay, okay? 
So there's a few things which we need to do it and our body will start healing on its own. But what happens is women are not able to control that pressure. There was already an extra abdominal pressure. Now hmm. they're moving up incorrectly. They're breathing incorrectly. They're giving jerks to their body. They're having bad postures while breastfeeding. And all these will aid in, they're having junk food. Okay, hmm. they're not managing their weight. They're eating extra and gaining lots and lots of weight. Hmm. So definitely this will aid on to that extra pressure, make it more excessive and the muscles won't heal. Okay. So like you said, in vaginal delivery, the normal delivery, where you put a lot of pressure while giving birth as compared to C-section where it is different, right? So is it like a person who has a, a normal delivery is more prone to having DR? Anybody, see all 100% of the women will develop some amount of separation in their muscle during their third trimester. Okay. Mm. So now women who have a heavy baby or those who are carrying twins, their separation will be more than somebody who uh, has a smaller weight baby, okay, mm. or somebody who's having just one baby or somebody who did not gain much weight during their pregnancy, okay? okay. So the separation between the muscles may vary from person to person and the kind of pregnancies they have, their body weight, the weight of their child as well, okay? But every woman will have some amount of uh, separation between their muscles in their third trimester. So some get it back. And some just need more time to heal. And if not, they have to go for a rehab program, right? Yes, yes, they must. They must go for a rehabilitation work. They must reconnect with their body again. They must get back to knowing that how to train your muscles back to what they were. Okay. Because that might lead to complications in the future if they don't. It can, it can lead to. A weaker core can lead to a full body kinetical dysfunction. So, uh, for example, somebody doesn't know that they have DR, but mm. they conceive. Mm. Then would that be um, like, okay, because they already have yeah, so DR? Like somebody already has a DR, uh, they have a separation of muscles. Mm. And they, they conceive, they, they are, uh, you know, they have a second pregnancy now. Yeah. Okay? So see, your muscles are separated. Let's say, let's, let's hypothetically, let's say that she had a four finger gap between her muscles. Okay. Mm. Now she didn't correct it. Okay. Her muscles are still lax, weak. The connective tissue is still stretched. Okay. Now when she conceives a second time, definitely again, the baby will grow. Mm. Right. There will be again sudden pressure. So there is a definite probability that if she doesn't, if she doesn't have a strong core, her muscles will separate even more. And there is a strong probability that her already weak connective tissue this time will tear and she may have umbilical hernia. So in most of the cases I've seen an untreated diastasis recti during first pregnancy and you're undergoing for a second pregnancy that leads to umbilical hernia because uh, the muscles are not trained fully enough to deal with the other pressure which is coming so they're already mm. under extra abdominal pressure yeah. now they have extra extra abdominal pressure during the second pregnancy if they're thinking of conceiving they should first get it healed and then go for they it they must know how to you know uh first have basic core awareness they okay. must strengthen their muscles okay and they you know most of them are doing some major mistakes which is not letting them heal okay mm. they must Core, they do their core rehabilitation and must not repeat those mistakes again in their second pregnancy. Take care of their posture so second time round they can heal uh, naturally earlier. Hmm. So uh, suppose for the first baby they do not have DR. Is there any chance that they might get it for the second pregnancy? I got it that least. I did not have okay. diastasis in my first pregnancy but I got it in my second pregnancies. Okay. See the muscles have already become lax after first pregnancy after all the stretching. Hmm. So most commonly women in one pregnancy will not, they will heal naturally. Okay. Women with multiple pregnancies, when the tummy keeps on extending 
अगेन एंड अगेन अगेन एंड अगेन ओके मल्टीपल प्रेगनेंसीज और ट्विन प्रेगनेंसीज और मोर देन टू किड्स इन द कमी देर इज हायर प्रोबेबिलिटी ऑफ देम हैविंग अ मोर वाइडर एब्डोमिनल मसल गैप ओके सो अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल लाइक यू सेड दे जंप ऑन टू वेट लॉस एंड डूइंग एक्सरसाइजेस एंड अ लॉट ऑफ एक्सरसाइजेस वेयर यू पुट प्रेजर ऑन द कोर वेल वर्किंग आउट राइट सो व्हाट इज इट दैट वी शुड टोटली अवॉइड डूइंग व्हाट काइंड ऑफ एक्सरसाइज शुड वी नॉट डू एट ऑल so let's take it this way uh, that you got an injury in one of your uh, arm or leg let's say mm-hmm. that so what is common doctors advice that there is a muscle tear which happen in your hand okay so take what rest. you do take rest wrap it around do not do any movement of that part or when mm-hmm. once the pain stops so once it start healing then you can start with small rehabilitation exercises and then maybe start lifting weight with that hand yeah. right yeah okay but when it comes to a core the common notion is ruin it by doing crunches <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> put more pressure. Put more pressure. There's already pressure. Put more pressure. The only way to get six-pack abs is by doing crunches, sit-ups, crunches, sit-ups. Mm. People don't understand that pregnancy is a major change in your body. Your body grew a human being out of it. The muscles stretched. Give it some time to get back to its originally originality. Mm. Right. Mm. Give it some time for your body to rehabilitate. You have created a human out of your body. Right. Yeah. But what women do is. they will work out on those lax loose muscles so let's say there is an elastic it's already loose okay hmm. and you keep stretching it more 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 will it keep yeah. becoming more looser yeah <laughs> the same happens with our pregnant bellies after pregnancy if a woman just jumps to a cardio and start running and shifting the skin is also has lost you know skin has also elasticity yeah. okay and if you keep hanging it there it doesn't let the muscles heal they'll become even more weaker okay hmm. so i would strictly say start with core rehabilitation work no crunches no sit ups no jumping no running i apply a performance training approach in all my programs so i start them with a base step by step i take them ahead and if somebody wants to go for running after some period of time they can switch back to running okay but there is a way how to do it you just can't jump into one activity that before pregnancy i used to lift 80 kgs why can't i lift 80 kgs now and after coming out of the labor room you're lifting up 80 kgs <laughs> that is not possible you need to give time to your body and let it heal so can we do yoga if not these hardcore exercises is that okay so see uh in yoga also there are certain postures with like back bending okay cobra pose surya namaskar and active some other yoga asanas which uh, leads to flaring up your ribs and putting more pressure on your uh, spine as well as your core muscles okay mm. so in any back bending pose the the core will flare up more okay so if you already have uh, uh, you know separated rectus abdominis they will separate further more okay you know so i there are some yoga poses which you should not do few basic breathing exercises you can do uh, because kapalbhati puts sudden jerk oh. on your yeah, so that's also yeah. not uh, so what are the yoga poses that you should not do like i said anything involving tearing up your ribs anything which can put extra pressure on your core muscles at that particular point of time don't do it okay anything that you can name like maybe cobra pose and cobra is there surya namaskar also includes uh, and any back bending movements or rib flarings which okay. can surya happen. namaskar is actually uh, suggested right to do on no, a daily basis not suggested because surya namaskar is a combination of various yoga poses and if you see the first step itself makes you go back ha huh. then yes. you go down put pressure on your core then you get into a plank position so when you're doing a plank you're basically exposing your already separated muscle against gravity 
So hmm. gravity is pulling the weak connective tissue, then the weight of the organs is coming on that connective tissue. Totally not recommended. Okay. So some if you have DR, then you should definitely not do Surya Namaskar. Not no. at all. And, and no Kapalbhati. Flare your ribs. Yeah. Flare of ribs. Flaring of ribs. Uh, back bending. They should hmm. strictly avoid it. Or compressing, which compresses your core as well. No. So maybe what you can do is um pranayam. And... Pranayam is the only thing I would say. <laughs> pranayam. Can, even 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 while doing a tree pose for balancing act, also you require a strong stable core. And yeah. there are various other issues with women like SI joint pain as well happening, shatika mm-hmm. issues. You know mm-hmm. because the pelvis has got haywire due to pregnancy, it tilts anteriorly. Some people have you know maybe they do, they have a spine postural changes after the pregnancy and if we ask them to do unilateral movements unilateral mm. movements i do not allow my clients to do in the initial weeks of their core rehabilitation tree poses also unilateral movement mm. okay so uh, even i do not allow them to do lunges in the beginning of the program unless okay. you know because they may develop one side of a pelvic pain as well yeah. right so big no i think the only way to do is this pranayama so basic breathing exercises so a lot of people do it i mean we don't have awareness about it i think we're just playing with our bodies if you're not you know uh, sure of what to do problem in india is that we do not have uh, much many people educating us for pre postnatal training yes yes issue right yes. we do not have many pre postnatal trainers and i find find myself lucky enough i find myself lucky maybe because of the issues which happened with my own body i tried to explore theek hai being into hardcore fitness from the very beginning being an army officer then becoming a full time trainer i think i had enough knowledge about uh, you know our physical anatomy and mm-hmm. then maybe going ahead and learning about it uh, i think i was able to heal myself but there are women out there who are coming up to me after getting trained from coaches from professional coaches and mm-hmm. coming up with their kinetical dysfunction bodies and when i see their bodies uh, and there are some of them who told me that when they started the program with their so called coaches mm-hmm. their tummies were not like this Hmm. but it became like this after training their core oh, okay yeah so, so it just works in the body again works in the body by wrong exercises hmm and and the need and the hunger to get back to their pre pregnancy weight in a snap of a finger <laughs> no patience and, and that bad hunger yeah, yeah. and then you know it's nothing to blame them you know it's it's yeah. our societal structure even the family members they start pointing you out oh my god kitni moti ho gayi hai you have gained weight after pregnancy mom shaming so them there are instagram celebrities posting their post six weeks pictures after pregnancy and showing you know they got a flat belly they fine <laughs> okay and common people do not understand that they have a different fitness levels than us we have okay so a, com- a common female who has not been training her body or who doesn't have a very strong core definitely will not bounce back to the same way a celebrity bounces back okay mm-hmm. so we develop those unrealistic goals in our mind and we have that societal pressure to get back to shape as soon as possible to look like a hot mama you mm-hmm. know and <laughs> people say you don't look like a mom <laughs> yeah get that that get that compliment so called compliment which i think it's not a compliment mm-hmm. yeah so uh, we rush into things and we end up injuring our bodies yeah So what about nutrition like does nutrition play a role in healing dr rectifying dr definitely it plays a huge role so when we talk about muscles we should never ignore that uh, the importance of protein in building up muscles okay right so we need to have ample amount of protein all the three major macro micronutrients all the other micronutrients should be taken care of so that our body doesn't go into any any kind of a nutritional deficiency because post pregnancy as it is 
you know there is a lot of blood loss there's so many things happening so more than the caloric intake we must focus on our nutrition for healing okay mm-hmm. so like in any disease or illness you know food plays a very important role same here the food plays a very important role so anybody gets mm-hmm. a fracture what do the doctor say have more calcium rich food mm-hmm. right have milk yeah. take supplements you know there is a muscle tear what do people say the similar things they say have a protein rich diet take care so mm-hmm. same thing applies to this as well so we need to take care of our diet and more than that we also need to take care and avoid food items which causes us bloating which bloats us okay because if it bloats us if something is sitting in your digestive system for so long and not getting digested some food items that will definitely create even more pressure from inside to your already secreted muscles okay mm-hmm. you don't have to overeat you have to eat up to you have to leave your 20% stomach empty so that your muscles are not stretched much so nutrition mm-hmm. the way you eat timings you eat will matter when we are healing digestive like tract okay eating lots of fruits and veggies and no junk food yes, no carbonated drinks uh, no 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 so how long does it actually take to rectify dr that depends from the compliance of the program that depends upon your daily postures alignment the point from where you started the hmm. gap you had and uh, it may take from around 3 to 6 weeks to 3 years for it 3 years even up to 3 years depends on the person depends on the person depends on their body depends upon how well they are able to connect with their body and also depends upon the condition the gravity which they have we don't have a set time limit for doing that and uh, what about sleeping like while sleeping you know we have we all sleep in different postures so is there some posture that we should not sleep in like something to See, avoid like i said that you need to avoid crunches and sit ups okay yeah. why do you need to avoid because when you uh, do crunches and sit ups there is a direct uh, you know pressure on your rectus abdominis is basically like crunching them when you mm-hmm. get similarly when you're lying down on your back and you do a jack knifing that is you get up straight that's like doing uh-huh. a bent only that's like doing uh-huh. a sit you're sitting up straight and then when you do a roll backing you're lying down on the bed on your back so these are the two postures which i definitely do not recommend if you have diastasis like in fact not even diastasis any new mom because your core muscles are weak and you can't just get up straight and sit in a sit up position put yeah. job that is also very difficult it doesn't happen you have to turn and you have to turn but yeah. there are some women who do that okay knowing mm-hmm. okay so you have to take a turn you have to get up slowly steadily engaging your core so should dr be treated like just immediately postpartum or can it be treated maybe when somebody gets to know that they have drs they are like after anytime. 10 years anytime 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 you are 10 weeks postpartum you are 10 days postpartum or you are 10 years postpartum diastasis recti can heal it can heal yes we can strengthen the muscles at any point of the time unless it has become a, maybe a case of a severe hernia where we need a surgical intervention or it's becomes painful otherwise we can definitely heal it at any point of time but is surgery an actual solution surgery is one of the solutions and it definitely not one only solution or the actual solution it's one of the solutions you can say that somebody mm-hmm. who's not patient enough they are not ready to you know maybe do that but even if they undergo a surgery they still have to maintain the results of the surgery So that is hmm. they have to work through the through their core right the yeah. surgery can come off if you have a weak core so in any case you need to strengthen your core even the surgeons recommend people undergoing surgery to do go and do the tupler technique what is tupler technique it's one of the most researched and evidence based program mm-hmm. uh, which uh, you know heals diastasis recti and i'm india's only licensee in that currently that's awesome congratulations thank you 
So what do you uh, actually do? Is it like a, a set uh, protocol that you have to follow for? There people? is a set protocol, but since I'm also a pre-postnatal exercise specialist, a performance training specialist, I have also my own ways of uh, looking at the alignment and shifts of any client. So I vary my program from client to client, but I do have a specific module also to go ahead with, which is as per the Doppler technique. But I definitely being a uh, performance training specialist and exercise training specialist and pre-postnatal clients, I do vary the program as per individual issues as well. Okay. So that's how I work with the clients. Okay. So guys, anyone of you listening to this, please, please do consult Ritu. I think she's going to do a great job to, you know, heal you and to correct diastasis recti. You can check out her various courses. I will definitely leave links to it below or uh, to her Instagram handle in my episode notes. To, so do check that out. So I have heard about the terms good diastasis and bad diastasis. Like what exactly does that mean? So let's talk, let's say the word functional and non-functional diastasis. Let's use the words like this, okay? Hmm. So there are diastasis that, like I told you, you know, the connective tissue is stronger, but the muscles are separated. But there are people who have less gap, but the connective tissue is weaker. Hmm. So somebody who has a basic core awareness, their connective tissue is strong enough to hold the muscles, maybe at a gap, okay? Hmm. And that becomes a functional DR whenever wherever you are able to do all the activities, even though the muscles are separated up to an extent, okay? Hmm. And a non-functional one is one wherein the connective tissue is not strong enough to hold the muscles together and you are having back pain and you are unable to do various other core activities and your core is still weak so that's the difference so, okay. so like i said you know do not worry about the width of the gap what you must focus right. on the depth of the gap depth of the gap right that shows whether it is very weak or you know see the connective tissue should be yeah. strong enough to hold your muscles together yes okay. no matter how far the muscles are it should be strong enough to let them hold at one position together. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if the connective tissue has become so thin that is unable to hold the muscles only together, what will happen? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the whole point. So we always focus on the strength of the connective tissue in any case. Okay. And like you said that DR, you know, happens in kids also. Is there something we can do to avoid this? See, uh, we must make sure that they are, uh, you know, some, some, in some cases it can't be avoided because it's natural. They have the by birth and that hasn't mm-hmm. been, but uh, definitely some amount of physical activity will help them strength, strengthen their muscles. So mm-hmm. don't make them sedentary, make them do certain activities. I would ask them to avoid gymnastics and things like that because that may lead up to flaring and all that. Okay. Uh, usually in all kids, uh, it will heal on its own by the age of five to six years. And if they're not healing, they can definitely come and join my program and heal their muscles. Okay. So like you said, uh, if you take up the rehab program, it does get rectified, right? But after that, is there any chance that it can come back again? You see, it's like the same question that I have been hitting the gym. I've Hmm. been eating healthy food and I lost 10 kgs. Will Hmm. I get my 10 kgs back? Yes, you will Hmm. get them back if you resort back to your old habits again. Lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we are correcting diastasis recti by managing the extra abdominal pressure by through various ways by taking care of your posture, okay, by doing rehabilitation exercises, by maintaining body's alignment, by strengthening your core, okay. Hmm. Now, if you resort back to your old habits of uh, maybe resorting back to the same circumstances, leading to things wherein the extra extra abdominal pressure becomes again increases then definitely it can again separate the muscles and subsequent pregnancies can also lead to separation of the muscles again okay since you're putting a lot of pressure on and on so that's that's natural to have any kind of an extra abdominal pressure can separate them again Hmm. 
So I guess the underlying statement is to be aware of our posture, have a healthy lifestyle with proper nutrition and exercise, right? Right. Then like you always say, only fit and healthy moms can make fitter, better and healthier homes. Right. <laughs> I love this statement. So that's true using... also. That's true also. You know, see, we yeah. women are the base of our houses. And yeah. if we fit and healthy, we can definitely keep our homes also fit and healthy. Yes. Yes. So for all of you who are listening, I hope you are clear about diastasis recti. And if you have any questions, any concerns, or if you want to join the DR, uh, the DR rehab program by Captain Ritu, then you can get in touch with her on Instagram. Her handle is Captain C-A-P-T dot Ritu Kumar Singh. She has a lot of programs, not just for DR, but for health and fitness as well. I will also provide her Instagram link in the episode notes so you can check them out. Once again, a big thank you to you, Ritu. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much, Apoorva. I also run my own page with this name as well, the Fit Moms Fitter Homes. That's the official page handled by my team. So mm-hmm. if uh, some uh, if people want to connect with me, they can either connect with me on my personal handle. Otherwise, you can also go to Fit Moms Fitter Homes and connect with me there. Thank sure. you for having me here. And, uh, you know, you took a very great step to organize uh, this and make people and make your audience aware about this condition because it's I think it's the need of the art. Absolutely. I think I got to know about this after going through your Instagram content I think you are doing such a great thing because you are actually helping women get so much better with their uh, health you know because women like you said are the pillars of the home if the woman herself is not fine and healthy then you know the home can go for a toss definitely definitely very true you said it rightly (laughs) thank you Apurva thank you for having me thank you so much pleasure is mine Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. New episode will be released bi-weekly on Thursdays. Don't forget to subscribe or follow my podcast on the platform that you are currently listening to. You can also get in touch with me on Instagram. My handle is Mommy Hughes. Until next time, stay tuned and much love, Apoorva. Apoorva.